everyone and welcome back to Presenting Pixie Dust. I'm Elizabeth Carr. And I'm Brett Harvey. And we are coming to you with our last episode of 2020. Yay! Yeah. Is that exciting? Are we happy about um, that? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a good year in terms of this podcast. Maybe not in <laughs> maybe not in terms of the world. In the world of podcasting, it's been excellent. It has been wonderful. We're celebrating with a very festive episode. Yeah. Uh, today. But before we do that, I just wanted to ask our dear listeners for one little Christmas gift, mm. if I could be so bold. And normally be we would bold. do this at the end of the episode after we've talked about the movie, but I thought we'll do it at the start this time because if you wanted to give a Christmas present to Brett and myself and our little show that has done better than I think either of us expected it to, this year, um, it would be great if you could go and rate and review the show to help people to find it. And also, if you could click subscribe, that would be awesome as well because we're going to take a little break after this episode. And if you don't want to miss us when we come back in 2021, it's really important that you hit that subscribe so yeah. that we'll show straight back up on your feed as soon as our latest uh, episode is back up in 2021. You'll be the first to know. You'll be the first to get it. It's so exciting. Mm, and we've got some good things planned for 2021. Yeah, some amazing things planned, some great guests, return guests and new guests yeah. that will be coming on. New movies, new shows, new Disney, everything. And I guess, it, you know, we always say if there's something you want to hear about, tell us. Absolutely. We'd love to hear what you would love to hear about. So while you're, you know, giving us the best Christmas present ever by rating and reviewing the show <laughs> and subscribing, if you could also just take 30 seconds out of your day just to go and like us on Facebook and Instagram and then you can let us know the sort of things that you want to hear about if you've got an episode request. We're very, very open to that. I love doing the research. Yep. And getting right into it. With the fun facts. I love the fun facts. Yeah. They're so fun. <laughs> All right. So our very, very, very festive episode is one of my favorite Christmas movies. Today we're talking about the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Do you like this movie, Brett? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it's a great movie. How yeah, many look. times do you think you've seen it in your life? Oh, many times. Yeah. Every Christmas it comes out. <laughs> Definitely. Since when? Not the 90s 1994. Yeah. Um, I, I reckon it's a really great movie, but um, I don't necessarily think it's a children's movie. Oh, mm. controversial. Dun, dun, dun. There's some, there's some adult content in this movie. There's mo most of the jokes are adult <laughs> content um, that would go way over kids' heads. Did it fly over your head when you were a kid? No, because I was ahead of my time. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, look, it was it was very good, very good. I think you know, um, if you think of home improvement mm -hmm. at Christmas time, it's that's kind of that's exactly it's exactly the same character, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty much, much exactly the same. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. So this movie was released on November eleventh, nineteen ninety four. It has a runtime of ninety seven minutes. So it's a nice short little flick. Yeah. Uh, six point five on IMDb and seventy two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. There I, you go. I think that that might be that Rotten Tomatoes may be slightly generous. Do you think? Oh, look, it's a very good movie. I oh, you, it's, it's one of my favourites. It's funny. It's an interesting take. You know, but yeah, it's there. It. I. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I think that maybe that six point. What was it? Six point five. Might be a little bit low. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. Um, Did you see this movie when it first came out? Oh, yeah. Would have seen it. Mm. I I think that I saw this. 
actually think no, I do think. I think I saw this at the drive-ins yeah. with my dad and my sisters when this movie first came out. Mm. I know I saw it at the cinema. I'm pretty sure it was at the mm. drive-ins. And I loved it straight away. It's a great one. Yeah. But I would have been very young. I don't remember being that young when it came out, but I must have been. I was I was a little wee wee cherub. I was a big fan of home improvement. I wasn't everyone. So, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. Um, who's your favourite from that? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Taylor Thomas be still my heart. (laughs) Everyone's favourite was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Boy, girl, whatever. Everyone loved Randy. He was the best. He was great. He was the absolute best. Of course, was also the voice of young Simba in the original Mm. Lion King movie too. Yeah. Be still my heart, JT. So I think, like, I think this, I see this movie as just almost being an extension of that Mm -hmm. show in the style of humour. Um, and yeah, Tim Allen's character, you know, obviously not working with tools, but he's working with toys. Yeah. But he's, you know, a very similar kind of, oh, look, and the only thing, the only difference you'd say is that in home improvement, he, he's a bit more of a fatherly father. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this one, he is a bit, um, of an absent father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we get into some fun facts? Let's do it. Wonderful. Fun fact number one. The story of the Santa Claus actually begins all the way back in 1989 with the comedy duo of Leo Benvenuti and Steve Rudnick. Mm. So they're the writers of this yeah. uh, film. Rudnick came into the duo's office one day with the hook that would become the Santa Claus. Rudnick recalled, Leo, I had a thought last night. What if you killed Santa Claus and then you had to be Santa Claus? Is there a movie in that? And the idea was born. There you go. It's pretty dark. It is. It's super dark that yep. you like Santa dies. That's horrible. <laughs> That's awful. The only thing that makes it kind of light is in you know is when the Santa is laying in the snow. There you don't see his face. It's kind of no. covered in snow. So it kind of there's this little disassociation with but him. But he waves and goodbye. Then he, and then he at waves them. goodbye, which oh, is quite comical. It's not comical. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. It is. It's comical. Oh, I think you and I find different things comical. <laughs> All right, fun fact number two. The original title for this script was Such a Clatter. What? Such a Clatter. Well, I'm glad they changed that. No, it's not. But there's a little reference through that uh, movie of Out by the Roof There Arose Such a Clatter. Yeah, of course, but it just it's not catchy. Oh, I like it. (laughs) The Santa Claus and Claus being in the contract. Well, that's how I learnt that word was through this movie. I didn't know what that, you know, I was eight when this movie came out. um, And I didn't know what that word meant. And then now whenever I see Santa Claus written without the E on the end of Claus, it looks wrong to me. Like my brain doesn't comprehend it Mm. because I think that's how I learned how to spell it. And it's spelt wrong. Well, it's yep. not spelt wrong, but it's the wrong version of the word. <laughs> and now it just looks wrong to me every time I look at it. All right, fun fact number three. Mm. Tom Hanks and Tom Selleck were considered to play Scott Calvin in The Santa Claus. Yeah. Tim Allen had only recently made the move to television in Home Improvement, which was a Disney-produced series, mm. after a successful career in stand-up comedy. Tim Allen was eager to see if he could become a movie star, and he loved the script, so was given a chance by producers. And this is his first ever lead in a feature film role. Yeah. Yes, which is pretty cool. Wow. Uh, could you imagine... I could imagine Tom Hanks in this role. He'd be great. Tom yeah. Hanks is great in everything. Tom Hanks is great in everything. He'd have been a bit young at the time, though. Yeah. It wouldn't have been that far after Big. Oh, I don't know. When, did, when was that? Late 80s? Yeah. 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 This was also before they did Toy Story. Yeah. So Tim Allen had no, was not Buzz Lightyear at this point. Mm. This was and who was before. the other person? 
uh, Tom Selleck. But Tom they Selleck. also so they just wanted to go with the Toms. Maybe, but in my research, um, they also mentioned Bill Murray as yeah. a potential. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that? Oh my gosh, the sarcasm! Has, has Bill Murray ever played a father in any? Of he his was movies? in a Christmas movie called Scrooged, yeah. which was about like a Christmas, the Christmas mm. Carol, but. I don't know. He's Has he ever been a to, dad? He never seems to play a dad, does he? No. He's always, all, the, always the bachelor. Yeah, or the like the grumpy uncle or something, yeah. the dry, sarcastic one. Tom Selleck, though, I think that would have been an interesting choice. Obviously, you know, um, Magnum P.I., mm-hmm. um, and he was in a, a few movies back that in those days. Um, he was a huge star in the early was. 90s. Yeah. Three I, Men and a Baby. I don't think I could see him playing this role, though. No. Like, could you imagine a fat Tom Selleck? No. No one wants to. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's already got the big moustache. The facial hair would not have been such a shock when it yeah, grows in. It would true. have had to get rid of the moustache and then he wouldn't even have looked like Tom <laughs> Selleck anymore. All right, fun fact number four. Elves are scattered throughout the movie in Scott and Charlie's world. The little blonde girl walking away from the window in the opening of the movie. The little boy putting his jacket on and wearing a red scarf as Scott and Charlie are led into their seat at Denny's. The girl walking behind the bench when Scott has kids lined up at Charlie's soccer game. Mm. Uh, The girl in the purple coat who walks by Scott and Charlie in the park when Scott wants Charlie to stop talking about him being Santa Claus. And the attentive little boy in the blue turtleneck behind Charlie's desk during the show and tell are all elves. Yeah. They show up as a group at the end of the movie when Scott flies away from the Miller house and they are the kids who run and skip off at the end. Yeah, there you go. So if you're really paying attention and you're watching this movie, just ch- check out those pointy ears because they crop up all the time and you probably don't even notice it. But when you're looking for it, you know. There you go. Uh, fun fact number four. You're going to love this one. Yeah. Uh on older releases of the film, and you might remember this because I remember this, and it wasn't in this version that we watched, Tim Allen made a sarcastic remark in the movie which included the line, 1-800-SPANK-ME, right? <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So during the film's release, a woman from near Cleveland, Ohio, called the supposedly fictional number for her curious grandchildren, and it turned out to be an actual working phone sex line. However, it wasn't until 1997 when Disney received complaints from parents whose children had called the number and racked up huge phone bills did the studio (laughs) take action and cut the line for future releases. Disney also said that they would purchase the phone number and disconnect the service. Wow. This part of the film is also cut in the DVD's release and on Disney+. Plus. On television broadcasts, <laughs> the number is changed to 1-800-POUND, which I don't know is any better. Pound me. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember 1-800-SPANK-ME as yeah. soon as I read that. I was like, oh, I remember that line. But There you go, the Disney magic. Disney magic, that's it. They Making just purchased the phone number. It just went <laughs> yeah. away. It's yeah, fine. that's right. They can pay for it to disappear. Yep. I love it. That's great. Uh, Fun fact number six, when Scott and Charlie are leaving the North Pole in the sleigh and pass by the moon, the moon has a distinct Mickey Mouse logo on it. Really? Little hidden Mickey. Oh. Super cute. Um, Fun fact number seven, according to the making of TV show, Tim Allen was absolutely miserable while he was shooting this film. It was shot in the summer in a non-air-conditioned building, and when he was in full costume with the fat suit, the facial prosthetics, the beard, and the Santa suit, he was so hot he had to take frequent breaks to cool off. When he got too warm, he would occasionally forget about the children who were playing the elves and start cursing. On top of that, the Santa suit rubbed on his neck and caused him to develop a painful rash. Oh, oh poor fella. <laughs> it Rolling would be around in his millions of dollars 
after the movie. Oh, a little rashy roo. No, oh. like, you know, from being on stage, from being in uh, Hey, we went, to, we went to Disney in Florida. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, it was pretty heat. hot. Imagine having to wear a full-on Santa suit. Yeah. Like, oh, goodness me, with no air conditioning, <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, I just wonder how they got all, like, the sweat and stuff off him without ruining... Like the they facial have, prosthetics. They would have had lots of fans, I imagine. I don't know. Cooling fans and that sort of stuff. They would have yeah. needed some strong glue if the sweat is supposed to not. I tell you what, melt I was it. impressed with. I was impressed with his beard and that facial makeup mm-hmm. was excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Sometimes when you I kept have... look I kept looking for the edges or the lines yeah. or anything that might give it away that's fake. And it's hard to spot. Yeah, well, it's really good. Because a lot of the time when they have, you know, prosthetics and stuff you can see it uh yeah. but this especially the facial hair was brilliant yeah it was seamless yeah. really really good yeah all right lucky last fun fact number eight when charlie and the new santa return to the north pole for the new christmas bernard introduces the techno savvy alf quinton who proceeds to tell santa about the gadgets the sleigh now has this is a nod to the james bond series character q who is the technology master for the james bond vehicles mm, yeah very Did cool. you get that? I didn't get the reference per se. I haven't seen a James um, Bond movie. But I sort of got that whole, you know, we, we've kitted out the sleigh with technology. Yeah. As being it's very similar to Bond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I like it. Yeah. So those are my fun facts. Mm. Our very festive fun facts. Yeah, yeah. All right. So where do you want to start on this? Look, the beginning is usually a good place. Okay. Let's start at the very beginning. It's a really good, got a really good message Scott Kelvin aka Tim Allen mm-hmm. is there at his corporate gig uh, at Christmas and he and he says you know we're all about family and yet he's this absent father who's barely there enough it's obviously caused enough friction that he's had a divorce or a separation from his wife um, and poor Charlie is having to suffer through um, you know separated Separated parents. They say they're all about family, but then the boss has got his secretary sitting on his lap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. gosh. So, like, I, I think they do a really good job at very quickly establishing those characters mm-hmm. um, without kind of banging us over the head with it. How you long know, they, do you think... Oh, sorry. Finish yes, the they, didn't, they didn't really go into much detail about why they had broken up, but just it was kind of inferred in a couple of different ways. How long do you think they've been separated for? Well, it's long enough that he's she's now got this boyfriend, Neil. A serious partner. He's yeah, living with them, yeah. serious partner, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably, I reckon, uh, probably a year, maybe yeah. two, yeah. year and a half. I, it doesn't feel like, with the way they bicker with each other, mm. it doesn't feel like they've been separated very long. L- like, not, you know, five or six years. It's no. a short period of time, and... Yeah. Neil, oh, I'll talk about Neil later because I have thoughts on that <laughs> character. Like, uh, yeah, but the fact that she's got Neil living with them mm. sort of says that there has been a decent amount of time yeah. that has passed. Yeah. What I do wonder is this Christmas party that Scott's at. I have lots of questions about like continuity in yeah. this movie and time and timings. The Christmas party that Scott is at. Yep, that's his work Christmas party. Yep. When he leaves, what time do you think it is? Well, it's dark. It's dark. It is winter. Yeah, it is winter. But there's, like, no other cars on the road, which sort of infers that it's quite late. Yeah. So would we say nine? Yeah, nine, ten. 
So he gets to his house. He's not going to leave his work due too early, is he? No, no. <laughs> so he gets to his house. Charlie's there waiting yeah. with his mum. Charlie goes in and he goes, I'm going to cook you dinner. Like, what time is it? Because if he's cooking dinner, he's got four hours for the turkey to cook. Which he does. He cooks the turkey. He burns it. Yeah. He cooks it. And they go to Denny's. And they go to Denny's. <laughs> what time of the night are they there? This poor child. It's the middle of the night yeah. now. And he hasn't eaten. They haven't had dinner. I just can't quite wrap my head around this, the, the timing thing, of this. The only thing I could say would be maybe the, maybe the work Christmas party was in the afternoon. Maybe. And he, and he, and he did leave when it was quite dark, but still early. Well, it gets quite dark early yeah. in winter anyway. So, okay, I yeah. can accept that. So what time do you think they're at Denny's? Oh, it'd have to be sort of... It'd have to be like nine. Eight, nine o'clock. Yeah. 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 It would have to be. At least, at a mm. minimum, nine, nine thirty. And I loved all the dads sitting around with their kids. Yeah. <laughs> Though that did bring up to me this sort of trope. This is such a movie trope that we see all the time, this movie trope of dads who don't know what to do with their kids when they get them. And I just don't think that that's a particularly fair stereotype. And we see it all the time in movies. The dad can't cook. He can't possibly organise this child. Like, I mean, it's just kind of a bit annoying. It's still the, funny. It's well, it's <laughs> like sometimes tropes are funny. Yeah, I know. And you just got to take them for what they it are. It was definitely a very like nineties trope of the hapless dad, and it's a very sitcom joke as well. Yeah, that's true. Of the hapless dad. Yeah, yeah. It's very much look. That's very much. Uh, you know, it's indicative of that that kind of humor during the nineties. Yeah. You know that you a lot of it was stereotyping. Mm-hmm. We've sort of tried to move away from stereotyping you know, with a lot of humor, but. But that was big in the 90s, that kind yeah, of stuff. Definitely. And, um, yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Santa falling off the roof? We talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so, that, look, it was, you know, you've got Charlie there. Charlie wants to believe in Santa. Neil, Neil. stepdad, <laughs> doesn't want him to, you know, wants him to have, you have a firm ground in reality, you know. How, <laughs> okay, here's my second time continuity yeah. question. How old do we think Charlie is at the start of this movie? Oh, seven at most? Six. six or seven? Yeah. Let the kid believe in Santa. Yeah. Like, that's devastating that they're, they're trying it, to convince know, him. It comes out later on, though, that um, that he was told Santa didn't exist when he was three. Yeah. Uh, well, Neil. So Neil's been scarred by Neil this. Neil has definitely been Neil scarred. Neil doesn't want... Neil, in his own way, doesn't want Charlie to experience that disappointment by getting his hopes up that Santa's real when he knows Santa's not real. When he thinks Santa's not real. Yeah, when he thinks Santa's not real. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's destroyed him as a kid. Yeah, know? it's taken all the magic of Christmas away from him. That's right. And then Neil's hell-bent on taking magic out of everyone's lives <laughs> going forward. Well, he's a psychologist or something, isn't uh, he? Oh, yeah. So, um, something in that. When Santa falls off the roof and it's just very... Like, it's presented comically, but don't think about it too much because it's actually really sad. And his little wave goodbye is so sad. You know, it's, again, presented very comically with the he's naked somewhere line and all of that, which is very funny. Um, With this Santa being dead now, Mm. disappearing, Scott has a family. If he fell off the roof... And he's died. Yeah. I'm just trying to think ahead here. Then what happens to, like, Charlie? Like, 
no one is concerned about this, about the fact that Santa's just died. Even when they go back to the workshop and Bernard and all the other elves, they're just like, oh, yeah, new Santa. No one's going, oh, no, this other Santa's dead. Like, yeah. no one's mourning the loss of this other guy. Does this other guy have a family? Where's he? Does he like, go back to his family? Yeah, like, like he... well, I don't know. Like, it just made me really sad when I started is to he think dead, about dead? it too much. Is he, like, properly dead yeah. or is he just Santa no, dead? No commemoration, no do, mourning. Does Santa live longer than a normal person? I don't know. It's a good question. So if once you what become do you believe, Santa, honey? What do you well, believe? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Like, I just have so many questions. Um, Once you become Santa, do you just live a really long time? Like the elves live a really yeah, long probably. time. Yeah, probably. Because it's Christmas magic. Sure. So then would Santa just live forever and until... And so, so the Santa probably has died and nobody would know who he is. So Santa just or gets who he to was. He see just, all his family die yeah, while he's Santa Claus. Yeah, it'd be pretty sad. It'd be a pretty sad life, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, and the other thing... Okay, you know what? I don't and know you're this important person, this but now. no one would remember who you were. And they don't really... Do, like, Bernard gets really angry with Santa very fast, with Scott very fast when sure. he gets to the North Pole and he's like, I don't want to do this. But on the card it says... You know, if you stop being Santa, I don't remember what the actual wording is, by accident or design. Mm. So in the, in my mind, does that mean he can resign from being Santa if he says, I don't want to do this anymore? I suppose. So why didn't he? Why didn't... Why didn't Scott just go, nah, I'm cool. I've done it tonight. I've. But then what happens? Do they have to recruit a new Santa? How do Perhaps they find they a new do. Santa? What happens in the sequel? Well, he stays Santa. Yeah. In the sequel, in the sequel, oh, in the sequel, he has, he to, has get to get married. married. Yeah, so which presumably means that Santa, other Santa, yeah. has got a wife, a Mrs. Yeah. Claus. Where is she? Somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> These are the questions. So I he's need died, to and she doesn't even know about it. Would I don't know. She probably just. Or does she die too? I don't know. She just disappears as well. Magic. I don't know, man. This Christmas magic is stressing me out. But the chemistry and the dynamic between Scott and Charlie is excellent. Yeah. That um so you can tell that there's like a real bond and a real Who who was who played Charlie? I don't know. Someone who I don't think Has ever did anything else. Anything no, bigger? I don't think so. He did play Charlie in the other movies, mm. in the other two Santa Claus movies, but I don't think he did anything there after that. But um yeah. Yeah, no, like he was, he did a great job. Yeah. It was a lot of work for a really little kid. To yep. do. It was a big job. I like a really big role. Um, is there really a North Pole somewhere? Because I feel like that is a marketing ploy that is not being used if there isn't. Is, is there, there an actual, actual pole, pole somewhere? There? Do you know what? I think technically speaking, you know, it's a you've got the magnetic North Pole. Yeah. There is a marker there. But isn't it in the middle of the ocean? Um, no, there's a mar- I don't know where it is, but there is a marker in the North in and you know uh, in the Arctic Circle, is there a marker uh, for the South Pole? Um, I think there is. Yeah, but can it's, you go it's, to it? Yeah, it's a geographical point, and they have a marker there. There's a pole. That's cool. But it's not apart from being like. Is it an actual a pole? And a point of access, like a flag pole. Hmm. Is there an actual no, pole? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's got a sign on it. Have to look it up. Do the research. Because I know you can go to Finland, I think it is, and go to Santa's village. Yeah. And go and see Santa and see the reindeer and everything. And I only know that because Courtney Kardashian took her kids there in Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So I know it exists and you can go. But I'm just wondering if there's like an app. Because 
Finland is pretty north, but it's not super north, is mm. it? Yeah, it's just, a, it's just a marker. Anyway, but enough of the North Pole. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the elves? Oh, they're cute. Yeah? Yeah, they're a bit sassy. I liked the choice to use children for elves. Yeah. That they're just eternally youthful and they just stay kids forever. Mm. thought that yeah. was quite nice. Yeah. So how old... So when an elf is born... So these are the questions. Say more questions. When an elf is born, they're presumably a baby. Yeah. Or do elves not get born? Oh, Christmas magic. But, uh, yeah, this is so confusing. Such a confusing thing if you try and think about it too much. Bernard is really sassy. He's yeah. like the grumpy elf. Yeah, so he's a bit, a bit, of, a, bit of a whack job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, there seems to be a lot of hostility towards towards Scott from from the elves, from some of the elves. Like they don't quite interact with him. They're not sympathetic. Him. No, they're not sympathetic to him at all. You're the boss. You're in charge. And yet they sort of talk to him in a real kind of nasty way. He's in charge and yet they give him no information. No. Nothing. They just say, you're Santa now, you'll get a list, see you later. Like, they don't don't tell him anything. His body is about to be completely transformed through this Christmas magic and they don't tell him any of that. He's just got to find all this stuff out for himself. You've got to feel a little bit sorry for him. I think probably to me one of the... One of the things that is really cool is the actual Sanders sort of workshop mm-hmm. place as a, as a set, you know, like as a movie set. It's pretty cool, very interesting. Kind of reminds me of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's really lovely, really cool vibe, bright colours, lots going on. Yeah. I Santa's like- bed seems like the most comfortable yeah, it does. bed ever. When they sort of sink into all those cushions and pillows, mm. it's the best. All right, let's talk about Neil a little bit more. Neil. Um, yeah, so I guess we get lots of moments of douchiness from Neil, don't we? Yeah, and I think that they try and make him sympathetic because Scott is mean to him, picking on his, like, sweaters, his ugly vests and sweaters yeah. and stuff like that. But he really, really just needs to back off. This is what I think. Coming from a child... He's a bit of a close talker. Oh. <laughs> too. Like, like, literally, if you watch him in the movie, yeah, he's well, a close talker. he was a close talker in Seinfeld <laughs> yeah, as well. that's right. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's where it came from. Who knows? <laughs> I just think, you know, how is this guy, this adult man, trying to convince this seven-year-old that Santa doesn't exist mm. and just trying to make him feel, like, bad for believing in something? And where is Charlie's mother to tell him, hey... Let the kid believe what he wants to believe. He's a baby. It's not like he's a 14-year-old and yeah. he's trying to, you know, this is like a 7-year-old. Yeah. And he's just really awful. And then he's like he butting in. Fun. He's like, well, we better, you know, take him to court. You know, maybe Charlie spending time with you isn't the best thing for him. I'm like, excuse me, back off. Who the hell are you? You're not this kid's father. You're just you're just the guy that's currently living with this kid's mother. Yeah. You know, I just, oh, just such an unlikable character. Even with his little weenie whistle and everything, he is a weenie whistle. Yeah. Can't stand him. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, look, um, I think one of my favourite parts is the bring your parent to school day mm-hmm. where they have um, – you bring the dads in and, and they can <coughs> tell the kids about their, their job, their mm-hmm. work. And, of course, uh, Neil – both Neil and Scott go there and – Neil's expecting to get up in front of the kids and impress them with his doctorate or whatever, and you know, kids don't care. 
they don't care. No. And they find out that's what's Santa and, um, yeah, it's the best thing ever. Well, they don't believe Charlie. They're all kind of laughing at him because at this point Scott's still in denial mm. about being Santa because nothing's really started happening. And then he has this whole sort of transformation of his body changing. He starts to put on weight rapidly. His hair starts going grey. He starts to get a beard. Um, the doctor's not taking him seriously. His mm. work is body shaming him. It's just it's like a whole thing, and you've got to feel for the guy in that in that moment. Um, he probably shouldn't have kidnapped Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Like, Scott makes a bad decision in that respect. Mm. He probably shouldn't have taken him out of his house. So the judges decided that, that Charlie's going to stay with his mum and not see Scott for the near future until after the holidays. And so there's two parts of that. One, that Scott, yeah, kidnaps his own son, mm-hmm. um, technically does. And then later on, when the mum throws the papers, the documentation... Custody papers. Custody papers in the fire, as though that, you know, kind of cancels out the... Oh, they're null and the court, void if you The court order, order, yeah. It's like... <laughs> It doesn't cancel out the court order. But anyway, yeah, it's sort of funny things like that, weird things that they do. I mean, it's a very sort of touching and heartwarming uh, movie in the end, I suppose. it's uh, They yeah. sort of fulfil the Christmas wishes of everyone, even though Scott does get like uh, taken in by the police. They set up like a sting yeah. and they capture him and the elves with attitude come and bust him out with this mag- magic tinsel that can cut through steel. Yeah. Um, and that's all, you know, fine and well and good. And they get their presents in the end, the mum and Neil, who does not deserve anything, but he gets his yeah, but that's, weenie whistle. You know, Santa can see the good in every child. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's some unusual things in there, like how... You know, all of the police rock up with their machine guns, and you think it's a bit of overkill to try to find one person yeah. who's not a, not you know not armed, not necessarily dangerous. Yeah, and they rock up with their machine guns like a SWAT team. They don't shoot him though, because no. he's white. <laughs> not a single gun was fired. No, exactly. Merry Christmas. And <laughs> uh, now there's something we haven't talked about okay. that's important. Come on then. The reindeer. Oh, we love the reindeer. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> we haven't talked about the reindeer. No, they're, they're quite funny, quite comical, and um, I don't know where Rudolph was, but anyway, they sort of had, you know, their own, their own personalities. They probably could have lent into that a bit more, I think. Well, the only one we really get to know is Comet. Mm. Is he? He's like the front one. Did you know that all of Santa's reindeers are girls? Yeah. So male reindeers in the winter lose their antlers just as part of their yeah. thing. Uh, female reindeer don't. So... Because of the fact that all the reindeer have antlers, when Santa leaves the North Pole in wintertime for them, that, you know, would conclude that all of Santa's reindeers are girls. They're never referred to as girls. Comet is referred to as a he. Yeah. But, oh, no, you know what? They are referred to as girls in that movie, The Christmas Chronicles, on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Um, Kurt Russell, yeah. <laughs> Santa, does say, uh, girls, the come girls. on, because, he, you know, he refers to them as yeah. the girls that they are. Um, but, yes, in this movie, Comet is a boy. Mm. You know, that's the part of the movie I take real issue with. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that the reindeers are misgendered. <laughs> 
Well, you can't go around assuming the agenda. No, no. Do you have a memory of something at Christmas time that you really, really wanted? Like, can you remember back when you were a kid a gift that you really wanted? That I did or did not get. Ah, uh, either or. Or an, a, a gift that I was hoping Santa would bring me? Oh, either or. Just like, have you got a gift that stands out in your mind as to, let's go with something that you'd wanted and you did get. Okay. Do you have anything that stands out? Oh, probably something to do with He-Man or Transformers. Did you ever get that sort of stuff? Occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. If, I, if I'd been nice, I'd, I think I was on the <laughs> naughty list a few years. Were you? Did you get coal yeah. or potatoes? We don't do coal <laughs> in um, Australia. <laughs> we do potatoes. What about you? Um, when I was, I don't remember how old I was, maybe nine, I really wanted, <laughs> this is such a stupid thing, I really wanted a clock, <laughs> just like a, like a wall clock from my bedroom. Yeah. And I remember really, really, really wanting one. And I... This is such a dumb story. Um, and so I... <laughs> oh, God, a couple of them told this story. Um, so it was Christmas. I used to get real anxiety on Christmas Eve mm. um, about going to sleep because Santa doesn't come unless you go to sleep. And if you're anxious about something, it makes it really hard to fall asleep. <laughs> so I would be so worried that I would wake up and Santa would be there and he'd be frightened and he'd leave mm. because I was awake and I would be the one that ruined it for me and for my sisters. So, like, if I would wake up in the night on Christmas Eve, I would, like, needing to go to the toilet or something, I just wouldn't. I would just, yeah, I would not get out of bed until the sun came up for any reason. And admittedly, the sun is up quite early in Australia on Christmas because it's summer here. So that was fine, but... This one, uh, this one Christmas, it must have been really early because I think the sun was up slightly and I'd gotten up to go to the toilet and I thought, oh, I'll just go and check if Santa's come. Mm. And so I, you know, I tiptoed into the lounge room and I had, you know, like a Santa sack, like a big, you know, sack with my name on it. And I went and I like sneaked a little peek in there and there was a clock in there. And I was so happy that I had this clock that Santa had brought me, this clock that I went back to my bed and I cried yeah. <laughs> because I was so, so happy. And, you know, if you've listened to this podcast uh, a few times, you know I'm a crier and it doesn't take much. And obviously when I was a kid it was still the same. But I was just crying because I was so, so happy that I'd gotten this clock that I really, really wanted. Actually, I must have been, oh, I was probably about seven or eight. I was young. I must have been really little because I'm trying to remember the house I was in. At the time. So, yeah. <laughs> I cried over a clock on Christmas morning. Well, it was, I guess it was the right time to cry. It was the right time. There you go. Well, look, I think it was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, like, you know, I think it's one of those things you, you see it every Christmas. So, yeah, you get kind of get used to seeing it. I think when it's a movie that you see all the time every Christmas like this, whether it's good or not becomes irrelevant because it's such an important part. It becomes part of your routine yeah. and your traditions. It's such an important part of Christmas now that it doesn't even matter if it's a good movie or it's not. Like die we Hard. just watch it. Well, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> of course. Of course you do. Anyway. <laughs> so what would you... How many um, weenie whistles oh, would you I give knew it? Oh, I you were going to say out that. Out of ten. Um, I would give it seven. Seven weenie Seven whistles. Seven weenie whistles. Yeah. There's a lot of um, sort of crude humour in there that's quite 
Uh, or maybe you appreciate it as I an adult because you didn't get it as yeah. a kid. Yeah. Yeah. There's a. Well, we hope you didn't get it as a kid. It's very quippy. Very quippy. Yep. All right. When? Well, how many mystery date games would you give? Mystery me? date games. Yeah, probably a seven as well. Seven. It's a good, strong movie. Yeah, and Tim Allen is perfectly cast in this. Yeah, he's brilliant. Everyone is great. Yeah. Except for Neil. But he, they've played really well because we we're supposed to, you know, by design, we're supposed to not like that guy mm-hmm. because I guess we sort of maybe there's this, you know, we we want we'd like to see. Um, Scott's and his wife's relationship resolve and kind of we prefer to see them come together I think I think they do in the end not together as a couple but they I guess they appreciate each other more you know, at the end mm. you know what I think is really interesting that I hadn't considered before you just said that then was that there is no sort of hint of reconciliation between Scott and his wife. No. And it would have been very easy to sort of go down that road and show that, you know, the magic of Christmas is bringing the family back together. And the magic of Christmas did bring the family together. But just in a different way than would have been like a really easy thing to do to make Scott and his wife get back together and get rid of the psychiatrist who's trying to ruin Christmas for everyone. Yeah, but humbug. Yeah, he is a bit scroogey. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting movie. Yeah, if you start to really analyse it, don't think about it pull too much. Apart. <laughs> too many questions come up that are they not do. resolved. Yeah. Poor justice for Santa. <laughs> Who knows what happened to that poor guy? Well, look, you know, it's kind of always saying too. If you want to, ha- um, re- you know, if you want to be a good dad and resolve things with your son, become Santa Claus. Duh. Well, like, obviously, <laughs> it's that easy. You know, <laughs> push him off a roof. Oh, and then Comet gives him the rope in case he falls off a roof. He's yeah. not going to die. <laughs> Do you think Comet pushed the other Santa? Maybe the other Santa possible. wasn't a good guy. He might have been a bit of a douchebag. Maybe he wasn't a good guy, and that's why no one was upset when he was dead. Yeah, maybe. They're just like, oh, thank goodness, we got rid of him. Mm. Finally. Well, I mean, if he was working his elves 364 days a year. Well, those elves were working really, really hard on, like, Christmas morning. Thinking, just have a break, guys. <laughs> you did it. This is Maybe it. Maybe they left Day their run, rate, run late or something. You Maybe. Know? <laughs> Maybe time differences of yeah. someone's... Yeah, whatever. But look, if you haven't sat down and watched it with your kids... Oh, gosh. It is the holidays. It is the Merry holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. <laughs> we hope you have a lovely um, holiday season. And we will see you back in 2021. Yeah. Uh, we will be back in early February with some new episodes. We're going to have about five weeks off. So make sure that you subscribe so that you get the newest episodes as soon as they come up. Thank you so much for your support um, over the last you know eight months since we yeah. started this podcast in April and the first lot of Australian lockdowns. Doesn't that feel like forever ago? It does. Feels like another universe. This is like the Tiger King lockdown. So when everyone was obsessed with Joe Exotic, it was that lockdown. Yeah. Feels like forever ago. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Do you have anything you want to say to our beautiful listeners, Brad? Yeah, Merry Christmas to everyone and have a great 2020 um, New Year's and, you know, enjoy the holidays. Yeah, and if you are locked down... Uh, during these holidays and you can't be with people that you love we feel for you and we hope that things start looking up where you are very very soon that's it i think yeah brings us to the end merry christmas we'll see you next year bye bye